With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Take TPV Radio with you 24-7. Just download live 365 app from your Apple or Google Play Store. Like us on Facebook at TPV Radio or www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. It's the two-time stellar award considered. Spin award nominated. You're listening to The Voice. To The Voice. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. This is Dolores Williams, and I want to personally invite you to Divine Connections Magazine 11th Anniversary Expo, Saturday, September 11th at Beyond Measure Ministries, 904 East Main Street in Hall River, North Carolina from 12 to 5. Gospel groups, praise dance, vendors, fashion show, mind food trucks will be there, and our special guests will be featured, Titus Little Blair and the fantastic volunteers from Detroit, Michigan. Get your ticket now, only $12, DivineConnectionsMagazine.com forward slash event. See you there, you there, you there. What's good, radio family? TPV Radio is just getting hotter, and we have an all-star lineup just for you. Mondays, conversations with Joe and Jay at 7.30 a.m. Tuesdays, victory over the waste of life with author Deanne Lebrin at 6 p.m. Wednesdays, Illuminating Word Ministries with Dr. Apostle Forrest L. Walker Sr. at 5 p.m. Thursdays, Real Talk with Pastor Byron Sago at 4.30 p.m. Also, Dorothy Patterson, the Reality Coach at 6 p.m. Fridays, the exclusive interview with yours truly, the Thomas Voice, by appointment only. Saturdays. It's Saturdays for Fetch with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones at 11 a.m., followed by The Locker Room with Coach D at 4 p.m. Sundays, TPV Reloaded at 2 p.m. with the Familia. Catch all of TPV Radio programming on Facebook Live at TPV Radio. Also, Live 365, tune in and all of our podcasts social media platforms. Walk with us in relationship, purpose, and promise. And let's go! You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let's go!
You're listening to Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Joe. Right now, PPV Radio. PPV Radio. Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Joe. Right now, PPV Radio. PPV Radio. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the buffet here on Saturday. Uh, welcome one, welcome all. We're excited about today because we still have the same subject that we've been dealing with for a while. We're still talking about love. And one thing you find out about the spirit of love, once you open it up, 
and you begin to learn about it, you begin to receive revelation of it, it's massive. It's massive and hard, very hard to exhaust. I don't believe you can ever exhaust it because there's always another way you can, um, another way you can view. And one thing I like about this subject, uh, family, is that what I'm finding out is the condition of my own personal love. And I pray that you're finding out uh, the same thing, that either the condition of your love has been good and you're on the right track or that you've been off just like me and need to correct some areas of love. Good afternoon, Pastor Chris. How are you? I am excited <laughs> this Saturday. We have yeah, a I lot. love the song choice that you made today. We are one. I love that song yes. choice, and that's what we're uh, endeavoring to become, one in the, in, the, in the body of Christ, one, one with the Father. Amen. One with the Father Amen. so that we can be on the right track. Pastor Chris, I, I looked at First um, John on today, and I looked at the third verse, but before I got to that point, as I was laying last night, um, you know, pondering the, the, um, the task that we have before us on today, I began to think about um, how, I, how I began this walk. How I, where, where was I when I realized I needed to even start this walk? And I remember how messed up I had um, made my life by the choices that I had made and how it was, it was the love of God for me. You know, it was his love uh, not coming to condemn me, but coming to deliver me. Yeah. Sending people in my life that was for real and wanted to see me do better with my life and uh, bringing forth... Um, words of encouragement, not words of condemnation, and um, meeting the needs that I had at that time, and not being able to um, uh, see, because I was in, totally blind, <laughs> and uh, just just God's uh, deliverance power that, that, he, that he sent my way to set me free, and I know that if we all would look back over our life and, and just... Uh, just ponder the thing that God has done for us, how he has, uh, his grace has truly been amazing in my life. So uh, when it comes time to talk about his love, uh, it is his love that that um, delivered me from drowning. <laughs> Got myself yeah. out in the middle of the ocean and couldn't swim. Somebody said, why didn't you have a life jacket on? Well, when you're in that situation of worldliness, you think you do have a life jacket on. You think you riding in a yacht you have no idea <laughs> that you were uh in a little skip so to speak and, it, and and that lifestyle gets you out in the middle of the ocean and it kind of drops you off because the whole purpose of it is to take you take you down and to take you out so we're right. talking about god's love and i know Pastor Chris, you you can look back and see some situations and some times where you knew it was nobody but god that came for you you know, yes. buddies will run off on you and they'll leave you and family will leave you. Mm-hmm. But God, mm-hmm. uh, he'll be right there and he, he waits on us. And that's the amazing part to me. He waits on us to, to come to ourselves and he allows situations in our life to bring us to ourselves. And we think sometimes, well, why would God let such a bad thing happen to such a good person? Well, good is, is, is okay, but 
uh, saved and delivered is the ultimate. And so a lot of times we get caught up in, um, I'm a good person. But the scripture doesn't uh, support that, that being a good person will uh, bring us salvation. He says, accepting the plan of God, saying yes to God gets us where we're going, right? That's right. You have to. <laughs> so, Pastor Chris, go ahead. You had something to say? Uh, no, I was, I was just saying you have to. See, you have to get to a point in your life that enough is enough. And mm-hmm. you have to realize that religion is not going to save you from drowning. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. I'm starting trouble already. See, That's good. religion is kind of like, you know, you, you out there in the middle of the sea, you doggy paddling, and after a while, mm-hmm. you're getting tired because you yeah. can't really swim. You're just surviving right. just to stay afloat. Mm-hmm. But see, Existed. when you have the relationship, yes, with God, what happens mm-hmm. is that life jacket of relationship comes out of nowhere and it goes right over your head and pulls you in. Why? Yep. Because you understand the power of Jesus Christ and you understand the power of the relationship. See, we got too caught up in knowing so much, being so much. And, and all this stuff that we do in our church lives that we forget the relationship. So when things go wrong, we want to blame God first, but it ain't God's fault. It's our fault because right. we thought we arrived. We got it yep. all together. I know all the cliches. I dress blessed. I act blessed. I come to church blessed. I, I praise break like I'm blessed and the fact of the matter is where is your love for yes. your relationship and with that's Christ. the bar and the, right. that's the bar that's the bar pastor yes. chris that is the that is the uh point that that lets us know who we really whose team we're on mm-hmm. you know you can put that jersey on all day long you can put that facade on you can put that religious face on and you can act like you know god and you can say all the right words because, you know, we'll, we'll learn people. We'll learn enough just to be dangerous. But we're only dangerous with one another. When the real yep. enemy comes in the room, we give him a pass. Mm-hmm. And then I walk in the room and you want to scrutinize me because you feel like uh, I'm, your, I'm, I'm against you. I'm not against you. I'm against, we're, we, we have an enemy to fight, but we fight one another. So I believe exactly. that our conversation today, Pastor Chris, dealing with love is on point and on target from God because we've got to quit fighting each other. And listen, right. the real enemy is in the room laughing his behind off because he has, he has disturbed our peace and got us at odds with one another, and he mm-hmm. goes free. And oh, some yeah. things we're accusing him of, He's standing there saying, I wish I had a thought at first. I didn't think of that. Y'all did that on your own. So we have to really get to the place where we begin to locate ourselves and to value our relationship with the almighty God. And it saddens me sometimes because when he gives me what to do and I find myself questioning my, my abilities, not realizing Every good and perfect gift comes from God. It doesn't come from me. 
It comes from God. It's, it's his doing. And it's marvelous in his sight. So I got to quit relying on my abilities and rely on my relationship with him. If he sends me out there, I don't care if there's sharks in the water. He's not going to allow those sharks to, to, to attack me because I'm on task and on target for, for him. But That's too right. often we get into fear and we get into to eyesight instead of seeing at sea level, uh, looking looking at it the way God wants us to see it. So I'm I'm um, here today to, to talk talk to the, the brothers and sisters about our love walk, which is something that if we don't have our love walk intact, then we're missing a vital part of life. Life. Right. And, and when I looked at First John, uh, Pastor Chris, we look at that first verse. It says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us. Behold, that means to stop doing what you're doing and pay close attention to. That doesn't mean glance at or peek at. That means take a good hard look at the kind of love that, that God has bestowed upon us. He's put it in us. That's why he, I had a, I had a hard time, Pastor Chris, not, not mm-hmm. understanding why does God require so much of me? I, I mean, I, I got a, a second grade education and it seems like God, the things that God put in my path, I need a college degree to do. But in, in, at the end of the day, when we really face the truth of the matter, God requires so much from us because God has invested so much in us. And he's invested things in us that we don't even tap, tap into. We don't even, we don't even know we have. So it's like Sorry. that example I gave when I bought this car, you know, I bought the car cause I thought it was pretty. And, uh, you know, them dealerships, they can talk a hole in your head and make you pay for mm-hmm. it. And you don't even really know you got it. So they, mm-hmm. they had, uh, put a package. They call it a package. I don't know what that is. Okay. Yeah. I want a package. <laughs> they had a package plan on in, uh, included in my uh, purchase. And so for months, Pastor Chris, I was driving to the dealership, which was an hour from my house, to have my car service with just the oil change and different things like that. And when I got there, I was paying for the oil change. And so one particular day, I don't know if I've shared this on, on, on this uh, platform or not, but one particular day, I was headed there, and I was talking to a lady whose son had the same car, and um, she said, you drive to the dealership to take your car? I said, yeah. She said, my son don't drive. She said, he just make a phone call, and they come and get it and bring him a car wow. and come back, you know, bring the car back to him and pick the car back up. I said, really? She said, yeah. So when I got to the dealership that particular day, I said, my girlfriend's son got one of these cars, and, and he doesn't bring his car in. So the guy said, hold on just a minute. So he, you know, one, two, three on that on that uh, computer, and he say, well, you have the package. I say, well, what does that mean? He said, you don't have to bring yours either. <laughs> yeah. I said, really? And he said, I said, well, why nobody never told me out of all these months? He, he said, that's your responsibility to tell us. And, he, wow. and so I said, how does the package work? He said, when you get ready for your oil to be changed, you call us. We'll put a car on a flatbed so we don't put a lot of miles on your car. We'll drive that car to your driveway or wherever you are. I didn't even have to be at home. I could be at your house and they'll bring me a car to your house. I could be in California. They'll bring me a car to California. And he said, when we're done with the oil change, 
we'll bring it back and you don't have to pay for the oil change. And I'm like, wow. I done paid for five oil changes. I done drove all these <laughs> miles on my car. But Pastor Chris, my whole point in all of this is this. When you don't know what's included in your deal, you will do a whole lot of hardship out of ignorance. Mm. Mm. And whose responsibility is to know what it, what our salvation entails? Whose responsibility is it to know the what how God's love works in our life? It is our responsibility. That's our job to get to know the one we say we love. That's why a lot right. of times we don't really love him because we don't really know him. Uh-oh. Because to know him is to love him. To love him is to do what he tells us to do. That brings a trust when you know someone. When you tell mm-hmm. me, come to my house, I got $5. I don't drive over to your house saying, I hope this joker give me this $5. No, I know you're going to give it to me because I know you don't play. Because I have a relationship with you. So too many of us in the body of Christ are driving to the Lord when he said, speak it. You don't have to drive. Just speak it. Just believe it. Just come to me. I'll, I'll help you. I'll fix it. And so that's where I am today. Uh, my heart is really uh, um, heavy because I know that I'm, I did that with a literal car, but I know that there are people doing that with their spiritual walk, that they're walking right. in defeat. <laughs> they're walking in defeat, Pastor Chris, and they got the whole victory living inside of them. The greater that's one right. of God lives inside of us when we say yes to him. He comes in, and the scripture says he makes his abode in us. Me, he lives in us. So anytime I get ready, day, night, noon, raining, snow, sneak, come hell and high water, I have the I have the access to him to say, Lord, I don't understand X, Y, Z. Would you help me? And help is readily available to us if we ask. So if you exactly. don't know, ask God. I didn't know about my oil change. I didn't know I didn't have to pay. They that company had to end up reimbursing me for those oil changes that I had paid a hundred and some dollars for. Mm. Because I didn't wow. understand my package. And and Ooh. that let me know that was a revelation to me. That just like I didn't understand this earthly package for this car, I don't understand my spiritual package with God. Because mm. in too many areas I was still facing defeat. In too many areas, I was losing. And how can I lose when God lives in me? And he never loses because I didn't know him. And so here we see the scripture says, what manner of love the father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. And people get caught up in that gender thing. I'm not a Mm -hmm. son, I'm a daughter. In God, you're neither male nor female. You only need to be male and female on earth. So that you can have some babies. But in this realm of the spirit, we're all spiritual. We are spirit. So let's don't get caught up in the male and female. Too too much division is being created because we're trying to defend being a female or a male. (laughs) And none of that means anything when you get out of this realm and you go into the realm of the spirit. That's right. Because if that was the case, how can you get married to God? Then that means you're a homosexual if your gender means anything in the spirit, right? Uh oh, yep, you're right. It means nothing. And so how can you have a baby if you say, well, I'm a man? Well, the, the scripture says that we, that God wants to impregnate his, his, his people. 
with the things of God, impregnated in the spirit, realm of the spirit, not no impregnated with a child. We are supposed to be giving birth to the things of God in the realm of the spirit. The things are supposed to get out of the spirit into the manifestation of the earth through us. But we're not, we're not manifesting anything. We're not giving birth to anything because we're allowing the enemy to abort our babies. Because one, we don't understand God's love. One, we have embraced uh, mind sense and nonsense and not being led of the spirit. And God is saying, my people, God is saying my people are perishing because of a lack of knowledge, a lack of knowing who I am, a lack of knowing what the plan has been laid out for them to do and operate from, to speak those things which be not as though they were. And the quick belly aching about my son is an idiot, and I don't know how to help him. Speak those things which be not as though they were. Quit calling him an idiot and start calling him a man of God. Quit calling her a hoe and start calling her a woman of God. Call her what you, what God tells you she is, not what you see with your eyes. Therefore, the world knoweth us not. Because it knew him not. And sad to say, Pastor Chris, we've called him Savior and we know him not. Because we're scared to spend time with him because we don't want him to correct us. We'd rather stay wrong. We'd rather stay in darkness than to continue to come to the light. We come to the light as far as salvation is concerned. And we think that one coming is all we need to do. But I'm finding out, Pastor Chris, Coming to the Lord, coming to that light is an ongoing process. Yeah. Because every time I turn a corner, I see another part of me that needs some light. Pastor Chris, have I said anything that have uh, sparked any interest in you to to speak on it? Or, or you... well, I mean, <laughs> you pretty much hit the hit the nail on the head. I mean, you have to understand that we are born. In this body We Mm -hmm. also know When you become a believer That this body That we are housed in Is born of this natural world Called sin Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now This is why You get packages And I like the way you use that analogy Because it's, it's perfect We buy packages That is catered To only our needs we're Mm -hmm. never looking at the long run see if we looked at the long run we know that that package can do all these things so that extra money you paying in your package the first thing we do is complain about it Mm -hmm. so let me flip that so stop complaining about how hard it is to become a man or woman of god Because what God is doing is squeezing all that toxic waste that you've learned from religion and developing you into a man or woman of God, into relationship as a daughter of a or a son of Jesus Christ. See, Mm -hmm. it's not a gender thing. We're all one in spirit, soul, and body. We are Christ, the body. So there's no gender. See, and you're right. right. We get caught up in this gender stuff, and that's the problem. When we understand 
that this thing is way bigger than your ego, way bigger mm-hmm. than your degrees, way bigger than your churches in five locations, way bigger than all of that. It's about becoming one with the Father. It's about becoming right. one in your relationship with God. See, it's just like a marriage. We have our hiccups, right? You know, someday yeah. I love you. Someday I don't. Someday we want to, we are in marital blitz again. And in other days, we just as, as dry as the Sahara Desert. It happens. Mm-hmm. But see, you have to understand that the source that's going to bring that thing together is God. See, we forget right. that because we get so caught up in our intellect, we get so caught up in what we know that we forget that the relationship of God is vital to our life. And the relationship is going to cost you something. I'm sorry. Uh, it, there's no easy way to say it. It's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you your ego. I'm sorry. It's going to cost you sometimes your pocketbook. I'm sorry. Read the scripture. Jesus tells a lot of influential people to give up your riches and follow me. But we don't want to do that, sis. We want to take our riches, still follow him with some rules. Well, I'll follow you, God, but I can't get rid of this. Mm -hmm. See, we always want to come to God with some bargaining chip. And he's looking at us like, what? Are you doing son or daughter I don't care what you have I want your heart I don't care about how much Money you make in this life I want your spirit to be Close to me so you can make An impact to the world That you live in but see we're we're Falling right in line With everybody else and now We're hating on each other we get mad Because we talk about issues And subjects that's going to bring us closer To God we, we cut people off. We don't support them. We don't do any of that. We bandwagoning. Whatever sounds good to my flesh, we're going to watch them or we're going to sow into them. But we ain't going to sow into the people that's going to challenge me to be a better man or woman in God. See, let me stop. See, Young got me started. So let, let me be quiet and drop the mic real quick before I get in trouble. But you, you're, you're right, um... We, we, we sign up to be a part of this uh, organization or this, um, I don't want to call it a movement, but um, we sign up for this. We sign up to be a, a part of the, 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 um, the state. And then we get in, and now we want to change the rules of the game. We, we, we don't mind um, uh, perhaps striving for the love part of it, but now, when you get to that forgiveness part, oh no, no, I can't. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not down for that. I'm not down for that part because, see, you don't know what they did to me. <laughs> and God is saying, really, you really want to talk about what was done? You know, while, <laughs> while my son was yet <laughs> dying for you, you were spitting on him. He was dying for you, and you were spitting on him. You really want to talk about what they did to to you? So we 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 have not fully engaged. And it's like, it's go back to the marriage part. I can get married to a man and I marry him because he makes me financially stable. So I'm not mm-hmm. really fully engaged in the whole thing called marriage. I'm just, I'm in it for the money. So that, yeah. that part, when somebody says, where well, are you happily married? No, not really. 
I'm not happily married because married because I have never uh, even went into it with that mindset. And so that's the same thing with with um, uh, inviting the Lord into my heart. Uh, I want to give him, okay, you can have that little space over there in the corner because I really wasn't using that for anything anyway. But don't come in the living room, Lord. Don't, don't come in the living room. I got white carpet in there, and you ain't welcome in the living room part of my life. And so some of us still got God on the porch. You know, so it just right. depends on what you want out of your relationship. And what I'm trying to say in a nutshell today, love is not an optional piece of this puzzle. If there is no love, if there's no thriving for the love, then you really are wasting your time. Because everything about God is measured by his love. And and, right. and, and say, saying that, let's go to, um, let, no, let's go to John 3.16, where the Bible mm-hmm. says, I'm going to go to 1 John uh, 3.16 too, but I want to go to John uh, 3.16. Because I believe that John 3.16 is the, is the vehicle that's going to take us where we need to go with love. The Bible says in John 3.16 that God so loved. Now, we can put a pin right there in the so love part. Mm-hmm. So love. How can we measure it? I want to measure that today. Anybody got a ruler that can measure so love? Now, if I tell you he gave you a pound of love where there's a, there's a size, a pound or an ounce or, or a five pound. But when he says, I so love the world, that I gave, there we are right there. When we get into love, we get into giving. If there is no movement in your love, (laughs) there is no love, sir, ma'am. There is no love. Love provokes movement. And you say, what do you mean? I say to my husband at the altar, and it's too bad you can't stay at the altar. You got to leave and go home. But at at the altar, at the at the wedding, you know everything is hunky dory at the wedding, and he um he uh he's the best thing since sliced bread at the wedding, but you can't stay at the wedding. Even after reception, you got to go home, and then life starts. So you say at the at the wedding, I love you to death, do us part, and um, yeah, I'm gonna do what you ask me to do, sugar pie. You my you my baby, you my darling, and then you go home. And then the disagreements come. The uh, uh, you want to go left and I want to go right happens. Now all of a sudden, all that stuff I promise you in front of them preaching, all them them guests that had them uh, gifts in their hand, I promise you all this stuff in front of them, they were witnesses that I said it. Now they can't tell you whether I meant it or not, but they know I said it because they heard because you know most preachers will make you talk loud enough so that people can hear you. I said That's all right. of that stuff and then I get home. And then I got to apply what I said. If I meant what I said, Pastor Chris, I'll start applying some things to secure those words as truth. But if I'm just saying it because the preacher said, repeat after me, then I'm subject to get my my stuff and put it in, in a bag and leave and go to the store and never come back. And God is saying, I don't need anybody to give me a one night stand. Thus saith the Lord. God says, I've had enough people that want a one-night stand with me. I want somebody that wants a commitment with me. 
How do you feel? How do you feel when you wake up the next morning and who you went to bed with last night is no longer and you didn't even get their last name and you never see them again? How does that make you feel? Does that make you feel good inside? Didn't, didn't make me feel good when I was stupid enough to have one. Mm-hmm. But yet and still, right. we want to give God those types of things like that's what he deserves. He deserves all. Because his love, according to the scripture, he so loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son who had did nothing wrong to take on wrong so that we could walk around free agents. Mm -hmm. And he still didn't make us serve him. He said, do you want to serve me? This is the plan that I have for your life. It's a good one. It's a good plan. It's going to bring you to an expected end. You're going to have a great life. You're going to be able to speak those things which be not and see them come to pass. This is the life I have for you. Come on in here and walk this out. Come on in where the table has been set for you. You don't have to walk around hungry. You don't have to walk around in doubt, in need, in fear. I've got all these things laid out for you, but you have to work out your own soul salvation. You have to come in and you have to believe by faith that I've made these things available to you so that I can open them up to you. I can share some light in those dark areas of your life because we're not used to people doing nice things for us without asking for something in return. But that's, that's God. Right. You're right. That's how he does it. And he gives us things that we know, we know that we know that we know I don't deserve this. And those are the types of things that he has bestowed in my life personally. I don't have to ask you, did he do it for you? I know he did it for me. I know that I could not see and he gave me sight. I know that I, I had two ears and could not hear and he allowed me to hear. I know that God did that. I know that God took my broken heart and mended it and healed me and delivered me. But he so loved us. Pastor Chris, he so loved us that he gave. And we tell people all the time, I love you, and we're not even willing to walk across the street to give them a glass of water with a clean glass. Uh Uh-oh. What what kind of love is that? I think I'd like to see your hatred side if your love is is what you're showing me. I think we've seen yeah. that way too much, especially in our circle of worship, because it's, it's sad, because we've lost our first love. See, the scripture is so detailed on what we're supposed to do, how we're supposed to conduct ourselves. And we just think we can reinvent the wheel. And this is not just now. We've been trying to reinvent the wheel since all the way back from Genesis. Think about it. See, God creates the human being. The human being tries to evolve and tries to outthink, outwit, outsmart the creator. Mm -hmm. And in scripture, repeatedly... God knew what he created because we are in his image, right? So Mm -hmm, when mm -hmm. we tried to build the Tower of Babel, guess what? He changed the game. This is where we have multiple languages. That's why we have different nationalities as far as the way you speak, all this stuff. See, God knew what he was doing. 
But mm-hmm. see, the human being he created started detaching away from the relationship because the Garden of Eden was the intimacy between men, woman, and God. That was the secret place. That was the intimacy that God knew of his creation. He created man and woman, and we had solid relationship with God up until the temptation came. Mm -hmm. And the temptation separated the relationship forever and created this thing called free will. And free will has been the Achilles heel in most of our lives because Mm. we choose not to love. We choose to love based on condition. So I'm not going to love you, Sister Lorraine, because you don't want to do this for me. Or right. you don't want to support this for or over on this side or what have you. See, we put conditions. But see, right. what I've learned over the years, when people leave, when your bandwagon saints leave, when you're laying in your on your back and there's nobody to call on but Jesus Christ, right. I guarantee you. He Mm -hmm. will give you the strength. He will give you the wisdom. I don't care if you have a second grade education. You can sound and articulate like someone that has a double doctorate from MIT. That's the type of God we serve. So don't sell yourself short because, oh, I don't have this. Oh, I don't have that. Put your trust in the relationship with God, I guarantee you, as a living witness, I don't care. I sabotaged my own walk for years. I mm-hmm. didn't want my dismantle. I didn't want to be a pastor. Are you kidding me? But see, that's right. real talk. See, I knew what I've done. I felt a lot like Paul. No, I didn't mm-hmm. murder anybody, but my life was that screwed up. So why would right. you take a wretch like me laying in this hospital bed, which I thought I deserved at the time? Hello. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. thought this was my payment or payback for God getting my attention. But see, I had to learn real fast that sometimes God allows things to happen. God doesn't yes. do things. He allows things to get our attention but see we mm-hmm. continue to slap God in the face and do what we want to do and sometimes God gotta be that hard daddy and slap you back to reality and tell you hey <laughs> joker I need you to wake up and come back home but see we don't yeah. want to hear that and that's why the testimony I have I hold on to it and when I feel like I want to give up when I have those days when I had enough, I think about the goodness of Jesus and all mm-hmm. that he's done for me. This ain't a me. cliche, mm-hmm. baby. This is what I live because I know mm. without God, I would not be in this position right now. I wouldn't yeah. be in the elevation right now that he caused, he orchestrated. I didn't have to 
pay nobody. I didn't have to kiss no babies. I didn't have to mm-hmm. sow all this seed. I didn't have to do all this manipulation. God saw yeah. fit for the door to be open, and he's not just opening doors in my life. He's opening right. doors for other men and women that are a part of yeah. his family. We're not a ministry. We're a family. And when one gets it, we all get it. And that's why we're that's supposed right. to be one. And that's what real love is all about. Let me stop before we lose all of our viewers. Back to you, sis. <laughs> when you said that, you made me think about um, you made me think about the prodigal who told his daddy, "Give me my part now." In other words, I can't wait till you die. I had a I had a, a granddaughter that asked me that one time. I told her, I said, um, "When I pass away, I'm leaving you my charm bracelet." Uh, mm-hmm. I said because. I've spent a lot of years, you know, adding charms to this bracelet. It's special to me. So I said, I'm going to leave it in my will for you. And she asked me one day, she said, can I get my bracelet now? And I said, well, no, I haven't passed away. She said, I don't want to wait till you pass away. I want my bracelet now. And I said, no, because now you're too young to even value the bracelet. and You just lay it down somewhere after all this hard work. And so that's what I think about the prodigal son told his daddy, look, look, old dude. I'm expecting you to die, but you're taking a little longer than I want. So just give me my part now. And, I, and, I, and as my husband's grandfather used to say, give me mine, I get out your way. And so that's mm-hmm. what he said to his daddy, basically. His daddy gave him, gave him uh, his inheritance, and he took it, and we all know the story. He squandered it. And he yep. ended up leaving a place of much, going to a place of not having not, I won't even say not enough. He didn't have any. He he had gotten right. down to the place where he had to go to the pig pen in order to eat. And that's what we do when we deny God's rightful place in our life. We turn down a buffet and we go and get in the, in the pen with the pig and eat slop. And God yep. is saying, that's not my best for you, son and daughter. But if that's what you choose, I'll make that work for you good. So mm-hmm. one day as he was eating that slop and, and feeling around in that pig pen with all that muck and mar, and I know how a pig pen actually smells because I'm a country girl, and I've been in a pig mm-hmm. pen before. I've been around that activity. That's a horrific smell. That's oh, a yeah. terrible smell. I, you couldn't, I, I couldn't stand next to the pig pen and eat a sandwich. I couldn't mm-hmm. do that. So going from, from having plenty and being in a in an environment that that is healthy to a place of of a pig pen and eating with pigs, that's pretty low. Yeah. But many of us, when we don't know our position in God, when we haven't taken advantage of John three sixteen and understood how much He loves us, how much His plan is to build us up and not to tear us down. And we believe the wrong report of the enemy when the enemy say, you've been that bad, God don't want you no more. That's a lie from the pit of hell. It does not matter what you've done. Yep. God is still waiting on us to say, you know what? I don't, don't want to eat no more slop, Lord. I'm, I'm ready to come home. And just mm-hmm. like that prodigal son's father received him back home and threw a party for him, God is waiting to throw some of us a party. And we're still That's out right. there. We're still out there uh, riding the short bus thinking, God is mad at us. God is not mad at you. And God is Ooh. not disappointed in you. 
God has a plan for your life. His plan didn't die because you choose to go eat slop. Yep. I had a young man tell me one time, Pastor Chris, that that's a lie when 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 the Bible say that God gives you a free will. I say, that's not a lie. It is a lie. I say, why do you say that, sir? He said, because I wanted to I wanted to die, and I asked God to take my life, and wow. he didn't do it. And I say, God's not going to take your life because God doesn't have any death in him. Well, I asked him because I was too coward to take my own. And I asked God to take it because I ain't going to live no more. And I looked at that young young man, young fella, realizing that he had believed the wrong report. He felt like his life was so messed up. And he's not the only one. There are more that I'm speaking to today. You feel like your lives are so messed up that you want to end it all. And God is saying, you don't have to end your life. Let me begin your life. Because what you're living is not life. You're existing because you have believed the wrong report. I don't care how far off you go. There is a place that you can run to for help, and it's called Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. All you have to do is just turn turn to God and say, I surrender. Turn to God and say, I no longer want (laughs) to, excuse me, I no longer want to try and run my life. And go back to him because John 3.16 already explained to us that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that who should ever believe in him should not die but have everlasting life. And that everlasting life doesn't have any um, waivers on it that say the only way you can have everlasting life if you have a certain bank account. It doesn't matter to God. He loves us. And we're talking about love. Are we going to believe what God say or are we going to continue to go and walk in darkness because we don't want to commit to a relationship with God God is waiting on us to commit and once we commit we we begin to see there's a lot to there's a lot to learn about this walk and yes, people some people think that they've gotten a monopoly on this thing <laughs> they don't a, a, a woman told me one time, she said, she called me Brown. She said, Brown, the people you think know don't. And the people you think don't know, they do. Because you don't have to oh. walk around. You, you want me to say that again? You act like that hit your spirit, Pastor <laughs> Chris. <laughs> it did. Oh, Lord. She told me that. And matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and give her name. Sister Roberta told me that years ago when I first joined the church uh, that I joined uh, when I married my husband. And she said... Brown people that you think know, they don't have a clue. And the people that you think that don't have a clue, they're the ones that know. Because people that know God and know his love, they don't have to walk around with their with their knowing on their forehead. They don't have to walk around and tell you that I'm Dr. Doolittle. And mm. they can be a doctor. The people that are that the people that are throwing doctor around, if you mm-hmm. if you look at their, their medical record, most of their patients died. I'll say that again. Most of the people that are walking around throwing doctor out front, if you look at their medical record, most of their patients died because Mm -hmm. they were too busy trying to build an empire of you call me doctor. I don't Mm want to be called doctor, Pastor Chris. I want to live doctor. I want to be doctor. I want to operate in in God as a doctor. I want my patients to live and not die. 
see the, the the people that's walking around throwing that doctor out. They just want they just want the clout of it. They just want the prestige of it. See, there's mm-hmm. some people that that's that's around us, Pastor Chris, that don't pay me and you no attention because we don't have a lot of um, plaques on the wall. Oh. So they don't think they don't they think oh that's just Pastor Chris he he, he ain't about nothing he ain't about nothing mm-hmm. he just got a third grade education oh that's just brown. <laughs> She, 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 she don't know nothing. She, 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 she don't got no degree. But you know what? God is saying, keep watching. You know what? I'm gonna give you something, Pastor Chris. I told somebody this uh-huh. earlier this week. I'm gonna tell you. I messed up with the Lord one time, and I messed up real good. Mm-hmm. And one day I was telling the Lord, I said, "Boy, I said, I ain't gonna never, you know, I ain't gonna never outgrow this one." And He told me, He said, "Daughter, you gonna be just like Jesus." I said, "Huh?" He said, when Jesus came to the earth and he lived and died, he went. He came back to heaven to check in and, and went back. He came. He came. He came to, to, to heaven, and he said the people saw him when he went up. He said they were sitting there gazing up in the air, and the angel come and said, "What y'all looking at? Oh, we seen that Jesus go up here. We we looking trying to see where he went." <laughs> the angel told him that. The one y'all looking for that went up there and come back there. And God told me, he said, that's going to be the same thing with you. He said, the people that know you messed up, they're going to be still watching that spot where you messed up at. And I'm going to be done. You done repented. I done cleaned you up. And you gone on down the road. And they still watching that same spot waiting on you to mess up again so they can take a picture at this time. So they can put it on Facebook. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's the kind of God do. we serve. That's the kind of love yeah. he gives us. People waiting on us to fall. And God is saying, yeah, you keep waiting. I'm going to see how that works for you. Because the one you waiting to fall, I picked them up. They done repented of that. So that's why God never gave us to watch one another's lives. He gave us to watch our own feet. Where your feet going? What's your hands doing? What's your mouth saying? What you putting in your belly? You be concerned about that. And at the end of the day, if you can take care of that, your job is done. Unless God assigns you to a task, we got enough work. I got enough work with my own old messed up self. I don't have time to be trying to put your stuff on Facebook. I got enough work to do. (laughs) I really don't. God's love is amazing to me. Because no matter what I do or what I say, he's always available to pick me up. And to clean me up and set me on the right path. That's right. What am I willing to do for the team? Am I willing to take one for the team? Am I willing to be uh, looked at as less than so that you can come out of that situation that you're in? Am I willing to dress down one Sunday so that the person that that God's going to assign to sit next to me don't feel bad because their shoes are run over? Or do I feel like I have to dress up every Sunday because that's who I am? That's what I do. I got $4 in the bank. Did I hear God when he said, I'm going to send somebody to sit by you today, so I need you to just put on a pair of pants and a shirt Mm. for them. Do this for them. Am I willing to do that? Love is an action. Love gets the job done. If your love ain't doing nothing, I'm going to tell you up front, you ain't got no love. Because love don't be still. Love moves. And love don't always have to have 
a title. It don't always have to be recognized. It don't always have to have his name called from the pulpit. Love does what love do. And it does it for the betterment of the whole. And if we're not doing things to better the whole, we're wasting our whole time. That's right. First John 3.16 says, Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. And when it talks about laying down our life, it doesn't talk about dying a physical death. But this, that example I just gave about, you know, dressing down or, or just being kind or giving somebody a ride or just ministering mm-hmm. to somebody the love of God in the state that they're in, not holding your nose because they don't smell quite right. There were some Uh-oh. days you didn't smell quite right either. And God let somebody hold, uh, 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 minister to you. I can remember days when I got just drunk to the place I couldn't take care of myself. Somebody had to take care of me when I got drunk. You say, well, I know you. I, I don't see that on you. Thank God. Thank God you don't see what I was on me. That's the kind of love that God has bestowed upon us. That's why we are indebted to him to do what he gives us to do. Love is an amazing topic. It's an awesome lifestyle. It's one that allows you to look in the mirror. You can look in the mirror when you're operating out of God's love. God love does. Pastor Chris, you got something to say? Uh, since since we we all lost like twenty people, I might as well just go with it. <laughs> see, we you know, we, see this is what I love about. I'm gonna read this from the uh, Passion Translation, and shout out to Pastor Gene for allowing me to read this type of translation because it gets right to the point. Now I'll read First John chapter three verse sixteen. Now it okay. says, "This is how." We have discovered love's reality. Jesus sacrificed his life for us, or that he, Jesus, placed his soul over us, and we are constantly indebted to place our souls over our brothers and sisters. Uh oh. Because of this great love, we should be willing to lay down our lives for one another. Now, see, that's love. Mm-hmm. Now, we will do that for our significant others. Well, I'll say some of us, because not all of us will do that. I'm just saying. I'm just right. going to keep it real. Right. But see, we have to understand that's how much Jesus loves us. See, mm-hmm. we have to understand that this love is not just emotional. See, we've tied love into eroticism. We've tied love into feeling goosebumps, candlelight dinners, all this stuff. See, mm-hmm. Jesus' love never turns off. So how do I experience a love like this when I still got my own mess? Well, it's Hmm. easy. We will never be able to obtain 100% of the same love Jesus has 
That's why the right. word Christ light is in the word. Because we could be almost maybe 85, maybe 90%. And if we're really good, we can get to 95% of having God's love. Now, mm-hmm. we have to understand that as we grow our relationship in God, we are in another process. Like a diamond. Y'all got to catch the show Sunday. I've been on hiatus for a while, but I'm so excited to bring this word. But I'm going to throw this in there. It's just like the process of the diamond. In Mm -hmm. order for you to get the quality of the stone, you have to go through a process called pressure. Mm -hmm. And when you have a relationship with the Father... He gives you this thing called pressure to squeeze out, or I like to say detox. He likes to squeeze all the impurities that are in your heart, all the stuff that you had from mama and them, all the generational curses, how you hate your mama, your daddy, your husband, your sister, your Mm -hmm. brother, Pookie, JJ, this goes on and on. What he does, as you get closer to him, he squeezes that out. So when it's Mm -hmm. squeezed out of you, you are in position to be a new creature. See, everybody wants to be a new creature because they paid it forward. Uh Uh-oh. And we lost like five people with that one. See, we want (laughs) to pay our way to love. You can't pay for it. I don't care how fine you are. I don't care if you have a six-pack, two-pack, or a dad bod. Or for the ladies, you still got it going on. You can't pay for love. I'm sorry. You should see it as we have now in this world and even in some of our congregations. We're so busy trying to chase after our Boaz. Uh Uh-oh. Let me get in trouble with this, oh, too. Oh, we after him now. We, we, we so busy trying to chase after that buck instead of building each other up to become one flesh to be economically sound. That's love. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to hate on my wife because she makes more than me or I make more than my wife. What we're right. supposed to do is to bring each other up. That's love. That's right. See, but we don't do that. We we, we no. want to, okay, I want to be above him or I'm above her so I can have this type of control. That's not love. Mm-hmm. All you're worrying about is the Benjamins, baby. You ain't worrying about the love of God because a true right. man or woman of God, God will bring each other up. And this right. is what this whole thing's about. It ain't about the baller shot callers. It ain't about the bishops with the rims and the gator shoes. It ain't about the first ladies with the $5,000 hats on. It ain't about that. God looks at your heart. And our hearts are messed up, sis, because our hearts are all in the wrong place. Place. God is Mm -hmm. still sitting right here through COVID, post-COVID. 
we still mm-hmm. want to name it and claim it and get our blessings now. And God's been telling us and calling us for relationship for the last year and a half, and we still haven't heard the voice. Why? That's true. Because all we know is how we did church and how I can come back up and get my economics back so I can mm-hmm. pimp the sisters in the church. Ooh, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't mean to say that. Or, 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 or pimp the, 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 the brothers in the church or manipulate mm-hmm. the mindset of some of them to be just like me, pimping on the pulpit, getting my yep. stuff. It ain't about that. And I'm sorry. I'm not saying all, so please don't DM me. I'm not right. saying all. I'm saying well, some. Well, we're exposing the ones the that are. Exactly. And because of those ones, this is why a lot of people don't want to come to Christ. But the problem is, and here's the solution. You don't want to come to Christ, family, because you've been caught up in the religion. That's why. Once you realize. You know what, Pastor Chris, that brings me to this point. We have to realize what is the source of your love. What is the exactly. source? Is money the source of your love? Is attention the source of your love? What is the source? Love has a source. That kind of, the different kinds of love that we have engaged in has a source. So when that source runs right. out, we run out. If That's I right. marry you for, for financial gain, then uh, when, when you get broke, then I'm done with the marriage. So what is the source of the marriage? And most of it's it, economic. Most of it is economical gain or clout-based. Exactly. It, it doesn't have nothing to do with God. So for our listeners on today, we all need to evaluate what would be the source of your love. Where does your love, where, what motivates your love? When you receive that new dress, is that how you your love is motivated? By, by the things that you receive? Are you motivated by the fact that you have a relationship with God yourself? And you know that that is a requirement and you work towards that requirement to please God because you know everything mm-hmm. God has done in your life has been, to be, has been to bring you to a place of expectancy. When we look at, at, at 1 John uh, chapter 4 and we look at verse 7, it says, Beloved, let us love one another. Well, we can put a pin right there. Have we loved one another? Or have mm-hmm. we just loved my four and no more? We have to love one another because that's how God's love is spread abroad. His love goes beyond color barriers, financial status, um, sexual preferences. It goes beyond all of those things. I didn't say I accept those things or agree with them, but it goes past them. His love does. His love is like medication when you're sick. That's right. You can take a dose of God's love. And love makes every situation better. And the rest of that scripture says, uh, for love is of God. Love is, is what God gave us. So when we're operating out of anything else besides love, God didn't give that to us. Mm-hmm. If you're operating out of hatred, that didn't come from God. If, if you're operating out of unforgiveness, that is not God. So quit putting that on him. That's something that I that I grabbed the hold to, and I'm cultivating in my life. 
Amen. So now we, we're saying, let's go back to the foundation of this thing. Let's go back to the blueprint. It's just like a car. You buy a car and it gets, it, it breaks. And you say, well, I don't know what's wrong with it. Look at the manual. They have the, they have the, um, they have it that light comes on in your dash was perhaps wrong. And that happened to me also with the car. There was a sign that came in my dash and, and, and my, the car wouldn't start. I didn't understand what was going on. So somebody uh, smarter than me says, where's your manual? I looked at the manual. The only thing that was wrong with the car, Pastor Chris, was that the key needed a battery in it. Wow. And it was one of those push starts, so it wouldn't start because the, the, the key needed a battery. Yes. So we have things in our life. We don't understand how to operate them, but we think we're somebody because we got these things. And really, to be honest with you, we're dumb as a box of rocks because you purchased this thing and then don't know how to operate it. Don't even understand it. <laughs> so how does that make you smart? <laughs> Now, and everyone uh, uh, that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. That's how we know God lives on the inside of us because his love begins to change, change the way we do life. And somewhere down the road, you'll get to the place and you'll wonder to yourself, how did I do life apart from God? And then you have to come to the conclusion of you didn't do life apart from God. You existed. Exactly. And you were going to hell apart from God. And he loved you so much that he threw a he threw a log across the road to prevent you from being able to travel any further without him because he knew that there was a a, a, a snake on that road that was going to take your life. Mm-hmm. My little brother uh, followed my grandfather one day. He was about three years old, and my grandfather left the house and he followed my grandfather. And he got down the road so far he got tired he fell asleep. So the rest of us was at home and we was looking. Where he at? So we didn't know where he was. But thank God for the Holy Ghost, even working in our lives when we were too stupid to know him. Mm-hmm. We went down that road. And when we got down that road, there was a snake approaching my brother that would have bit him had it not been for us. I was a little girl and I was in the woods one day and I didn't have, I had shoes that I had to wear on Sunday. Mm. So I couldn't wear my shoes every day. Because I only had one pair. They was in black and white shoes that you couldn't tear up, but I still couldn't wear them every day. I couldn't go outside and play in them black and white. I hated them shoes. You know why I hated them, Pastor Chris? Why? I couldn't tear them up. <laughs> <laughs> you could get them dirty, but you couldn't tear those black and whites up. And oh. I, I was outside running in the woods and see, I was when I was a child, we had tough feet. Because if you if you walk bare feet all the time, your 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 body will adjust to what you put it through. So my feet mm-hmm. had become tough, so I could run across sticks. The only thing made oh. me say "ouch" when I was a kid was that that bottle that was broken that cut my feet almost in half because oh. I stepped on that bottle. Oh oh, I've, I've had a good life. I've experienced some stuff. And so that particular day, I was out there chasing my brothers. It was six boys and two girls. And my oldest sister, she was the one that had to cook. So she was in the kitchen. She was the house house person. And if I was in your presence, I would call it something else, but I'm not in your presence. So she was the house girl. And I was outside playing and running around with my brothers. And we ran in the woods. 
and I was I was moving fast, and I remember I remember stepping on something soft, but I didn't I I was trying to tag them, so I never looked back to see what that soft was. On my way back out of the woods, my brother said to me, he said, "Don't put your feet down," and I was not the type of person ordinarily to obey the order. I was the type of person, you ain't gonna tell me what to do. And I would have put my foot down anyway. But I'm trying to tell people about God's love. I'm trying to tell them how God's love reaches so far back in your life. If you set your tail down somewhere and think about some of the things that you've been delivered from, you will know it was not your attorney. And I got a jail Mm. story too. And I might tell Mm. it. It was not your attorney that got you out of trouble with the law, baby. It was God's purpose that prevailed in your life. It was not that doctor who had dandruff that kept scratching his head. He's not the reason why you're here today. Because if truth be told, and you go back and find that rascal, he will tell you, I gave you up for dead three days before you came back to life. Hello. But anyhow, we were coming out of the woods, and I was such a hard-headed and rebellious little red-headed girl. And my brother said, do not put your feet down. Mm. And I said, why? And I kept my feet in the air. I said, why? He said, because there's a snake that if you put your foot down, it's going straight in his mouth. Mm. So what we discovered was when we ran in the woods, I woke the snake up. He was asleep. Coming out the woods, the snake said, you're going to learn today. Jesus. Jesus. You're going to learn today. That's what that snake was saying. That devil was laying there saying, I'm going to take care of your little redhead tail today, so tomorrow I ain't got to worry about you stepping on me and nobody else but God. Hello. But God's love spread abroad. God's love is merciful, kind, long-suffering, and will see you through when you ain't even got eyes to see yourself. God had me to look down in obedience, and that was not my spirit as a little girl. Mm. So God has been sparing my life. Accidents that I should have been in, accidents that I got in, and ran off and left those cars, tore up all kind of foolishness that I chose to do. For the sake of, I'm going to have a good time. Mm. I got in trouble with the law. I got arrested for armed robbery at gunpoint. And I was in jail. Mm. And when I went to jail, the lady that was that, 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 that was the uh, guard, she knew me. And she looked up and she saw me. She said, what are you doing here? This is not the place for you. You are not this kind of girl. I was mm-hmm. falsely accused. But the person that had accused me had set me up so well, I was looking at prison time, Pastor Chris. Wow. And I wasn't nowhere near that woman. I had no, I didn't even have a gun at the time. Mm. But she had set me up so good that I was looking at doing prison time. And it wasn't my lawyer that got me out. The Lord, the Lord, wow. the lady said, I got to put you, she said, the the crime that you've been accused of, I'm supposed to put you in a certain area of this jail. I'm talking about, I'm talking about Paul and Silas kind of stuff, and God set me up to know somebody in the jail, her being at work, and her taking care of me. She said, you coming in for armed robbery at gunpoint, I'm supposed to put you with the so-called bad people. 
She said, but I'm going to go down the list of women that's in this in, in jail. You tell me if you know anybody. She said, because I don't want to put you in the cell with the wrong woman. I was 18 years old. She kept wow. calling off names. And I'm going to call this woman of God's name because she passed away uh, recently. And had I been able to get, go to her service, I would have gone. Her name was Sherry Eli. Mm-hmm. And Sherry Eli and I had went to school together. We never had any crosswords. She put me in the cell with Sherry Eli. Sherry was a singer, and so was I. And Sherry mm-hmm. Eli and I went to sleep that night singing to the women in, in jail. Amazing grace. Hey, hey, Amazing grace, mm-hmm. how sweet the sound. Pass me not, O oh gentle Savior. And every time we would finish one song, somebody in the jail would holler out, sing another one. Some of them even had a request. Mm-hmm. Only God can do this. That's right. And mm-hmm. I got out of jail without serving any time because the lady that had had me arrested would never show up for the lineup to pick me out mm-hmm. of the lineup. I later on in life dated a police officer that worked at that police department. I had him to bring me my police report. And in that police report, the detective said, we believe beyond a shadow of a doubt we had the right woman that had did this crime. And the only reason why she got off was because the accuser never showed up for the lineup. Wow. And you want to tell me about who to serve? You want to tell me about who to turn to? My God. I say you need to talk to somebody else because I have experienced God's love, his unconditional love. I have experienced his mercy, his grace, his peace. I have experienced those things. So if you want to talk to somebody else about Jesus ain't real, go past me. You want to talk to me about the Bible is written by a man to control a man, go talk to somebody else. Because before I met the Bible, I was messed up, tore up from the floor. And it was the Bible. Mm. It was my faith in God, my faith in Jesus, me calling Jesus my Lord and my Savior that has got my life where it is today. And somebody will say, well, you still a little messed up, but I ain't what I was. Amen. I ain't what I was. I may not be what you think I ought to be, but you know what? I didn't look in that book and it said, measure me by you. It said I was in the image of God. It said I was Uh a work in progress. So I don't have to please you. You don't have to please me. But I have a God to, to, to glorify. I have a charge to keep. That's my work. And right now he's saying, I need to work on your love walk because it's crippled right now. It's on the short bus right now. It's in two main right now. It's in ICU right now on life support. I need to work on your love because your love needs a little more mercy added to it because you haven't seen enough yet. You saw a lot, Lorraine, but you still need to see some more to know that you don't love because of, you love in spite of. Mm. Big difference. I, 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 I don't know what other people need in order to believe God, but he's shown me enough. I'm going to serve him until the day I die, and I'm not going to die the day I go to sleep. I believe the scripture to be true. I stand on the promises of God, which are yea and amen. That's right. Pastor Chris, I think we need a song behind that. That's just like like eating a whole lot of food and they use the bathroom. I don't want the people to become constipated, but I do want them to know 
No matter where you are, God's love can reach you. That's it right. can change you. It can pick you up. It can clean you up. It can redirect your life. It's just like that young man that wanted God to take his life that day. I know him personally, and I cannot wait till God gets finished changing him into the man of God he has been called to be. The young man has an awesome and an amazing anointing on his life. And I can't wait to have him on this radio show with his testimony of how, how he wanted to die. I caught that young man one day in a fetal position wanting to die because he had messed his own life up. Nobody messed it up for him. He did that all by himself. Single-handedly, he did that. But I don't care what we do. God is saying, that ain't too big for me. I can I can, I can, can straighten that up. But we got to give it to him. And we got to believe he can do it. He's a rewarder. To them that would faithfully and diligently trust him. We got to trust God. And with trust come obedience. Some That's of right. us want to trust him, but we don't want to obey him. Mm-hmm. Some of us say we're we, we going to obey him, but we don't trust him. You can't trust Uh-oh. if there's no obedience. And you can't obey if you won't trust. That's Pastor right. Chris, you got us a song? You did, is the oh, band yeah. want to say anything? Yeah. The, see, see, the band is just kind of just on standby. <laughs> see, because I've been, you know, trying to keep them held back a little bit because mm. somebody needs mm. to hear this. But I'm mm. quite sure the band's going to spin out by the end of the show. So. Okay. But we're going to take a song break, and when we come back, we're going to bite into this a little bit more, and I'm quite sure we got housekeeping to do. But stay yes. tuned. Keep it locked. We'll be right back. Yo, what's good? It's your boy, Josiah Khalid. Listen, you're listening to the Thomas Voice Radio. Walk with me. Let's go. No matter what your way has been, begin again. He's waiting for you to create the space. Let him step in. You can begin again. Your heart can be mended. Your heart can be mended. 
has passed away. Behold. You're listening to Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Joe. Right now, TPV Radio. TPV Radio. Welcome back, everyone. Time is far spent. Get on here and you think you got a long time and you look back at the clock and time is gone. But we stopped on uh, 1 John chapter 4 and... uh, we're on the eighth verse where it said, He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. And that is so true. When you uh, become familiar and get into a relationship with God, and he begins to impress upon your heart that he wants you to learn how to walk this thing out called love, you get to know his love because you get to pay attention to the things that he's placed in your path. And now it says, In this was manifested the love of God towards us, because that God sent his only begotten son, into the world that we might live through him. We might live through him. And I was, uh, uh, Pastor Chris, I was looking at some literature the other day where it talks about God wants us to realize in ourselves we can do none of this stuff that he's asking us. He doesn't expect right. for us to do it in ourselves. Self, self really doesn't have, doesn't have the ability to do what God wants done. He wants us to get to the place where we realize we need him every day, every hour, every second. And if it's going to get done, it has to get done through him. And that's why, that's what he's at, he has entrusted in us. He has allowed the greater one to live inside of us. His Holy Spirit lives inside of us. And he is the one that gets us from where we were when we met God to where we need to be in God. And I'm thankful for that because there's a lot of things that he gives me to do and I know if it's just left up to me I'm gonna lay that down and, and uh go get me a bag of popcorn and watch TV because I can't do it Pastor Chris you Man. find that to be true yourself oh yeah see <laughs> it, it's when, when you have to look in the mirror and realize your own stench sometimes it could really throw you off, especially if you've been in the cycle of being, going to church, being a leader, serving in different committees, doing all this stuff, and then you realize you got this stench that you just can't run away from. Right. And this is what the pandemic, man, see, people, uh, it, 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 they just don't get it. But anyway, it's our job to bring them to the water to drink. But if right. you don't want to drink the water, there's really nothing that I can do. But at the nothing. same time, we have to give you the option to want to drink it. So what are right. we talking about? We're talking about all this stuff. Okay, so just sum it all up in one nice little bow. Well, thank you. I'm glad you asked. Do a heart transplant in your own relationship, not mm-hmm. religion. See, people get caught up in the religious practices, like let's go to the right. altar. I went to the mm-hmm. altar 300 mm-hmm. times in my life, but then I go back yep. to the altar and pick it back up. That's religion. Yep. See, relationship, when you drop it, 
and you leave it and you are really in relationship and in sync with God, see his promise to us that he will forgive us 70 times 7. You know how much that mm-hmm. is? That's a yeah. lot. So why do yeah. you have to keep on going to the altar with the same thing, and all you got to do is give your heart up and be have mm-hmm. a relationship with the almighty God? But see, that's so hard for us because some of us have relationships with the wrong folks. Uh-oh. That's true. I'm going to get in trouble with that. Now, Chris, I would like to know what your what your scriptures say, the, the Bible that you uh, read from earlier, First uh, John 4, verse 12. I would like to see what your, your uh, reading is on that. Yes. Yes, ma'am. I got it. All right. So here it is. No one has ever gazed or watched in the Greek. Upon the fullness of God's splendor. But if we love one another, God makes his permanent, Mm. not halfway, not Mm. rental, not Mm. lease to the option to buy, permanent Mm. home in us. And we make our permanent. Yes. Please don't stop and right there. Go okay. Wait, I'll keep going. Go, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. And what? And we make our permanent home in mm. Him, and to co-sign it, His love is brought, not half, not three quarters mm. of a tank, full mm. expression in us. So. Uh, that's self-explanatory. I, I, I don't now, know that don't how sound else like no girlfriend, boyfriend. That sounds like a marriage, don't it? Exactly. See, that's well, would you what... please go to eighteen for me, please? Give me eighteen, yes. please. Yes, I will. Hold jump, on. Jump me, down at eighteen. Let me let me have some of that because I got something to say about that. All right, here we go. Now, love never brings fear. Uh oh, we already in trouble. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. For fear is always related to punishment. Whoa. Mama. Uh-oh. Mama. See. See. But <laughs> love's perfection drives mm-hmm. the fear of punishment far from our hearts. Whoever mm. walks constantly afraid of punishment mm. and that means and that's correct fear of correction or rejection mm-hmm. or fear mm-hmm. of suspicion has not reached love's perfection perfection mm. excuse me whoever was mm-hmm. constantly afraid of punishment has not mm-hmm. reached love's perfection, perfection. Mm-hmm. wow yeah, uh-huh. So, that, now, that's, that's loaded right there. That's, that's, that's deep. That, that's loaded. That's, that's, that's power that packed. Yeah, and, and before we, before I get into to any of that, uh, I want to make sure I do my housekeeping. Uh, Pastor Chris, um, do we have any callers? Uh, we do. We have two that's been standing by, and God bless them. 
I will let the first caller on. So callers, we will read the last four digits of your phone number. If you're just listening, just say, I'm just listening, and we'll move on to the next caller. First caller, 7122. 7122, you are live on the air. God bless you. I enjoyed the lesson so far today. Other than that, I'm just listening. Uh, Sister Pontoon, I needed to know what Sister Josie's last name is, if you don't mind. Oh, it's Priesta. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you for listening, Sister Sister, uh, Pontoon. All righty. Amen. God bless you. Next caller. 6015, we know who this is. 6015. Yeah, God bless you. Hey, Sister Lucia. Sister Lucia, you there? No. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, Pastor Chris, you can go ahead and put uh, Sister Lucille back on mute. She had a procedure done this week, and we want to keep oh, okay. her in prayer. Yeah, and gotcha. show love to her on today. She, Her and her, her, and her mom are listening, and uh, since uh, that, those are the only two callers we had, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay, very good. Uh, we want to... Um, we want to uh, acknowledge Sister Dorothy Curry, which is Sister Lucille's mom. Sister Dorothy Curry and her two caretakers, Sister Shirley Allen and Sister Lucille Priester. And also, as I forestated, want to keep Sister Lucille in prayer that she'll continue, continually make a full recovery from her procedure on this week. Also, Sister Ella Priester and her two caretakers, Sister Josie Priester and Sister Leola Priester Callier. And last but not least, uh, Sister Eartha Lee Aaron, her two caretakers, daughters Edna Moore and uh, caller Sister Jeanette Pontoon. Thank you guys for being faithful listeners on every week, uh, coming and being a support for us. We give uh, God praise for that. And um, Sister Lucille, you're in our prayers. We love you and we pray full recovery uh, for you at this time. Uh, Pastor Chris, uh, we've had we got a few more minutes. Uh, we want to look at first of all. We'll look at twelve. We'll look at twelve. Where twelve? My Bible says no man has has seen God at any time. Mean physically, no man has seen God. But the for the people of God who are thriving uh, in the things of God, they see God every day through us. And we have to uh, ask ourselves, what kind of God am I showing? Mm. What kind of God am I showing? What kind of God am I revealing in my walk? Am I walking this uh, way in a righteous manner or in an unrighteous manner? Am I lying to myself or am I uh, allowing the Holy Spirit of God who lives inside me to correct the things that are wrong in me? You know, we like to rely on this thing. Well, nobody's perfect. Very true. Very good. Nobody is perfect. But nobody has to remain in the condition that they were in when they first met God either. It, I married my husband. My husband and I have been married 35 years, be 35 years in September. And I guarantee you, although I was 28 years old when I said I do, I will, and I ain't did it, but I was 28 years old, and I guarantee you that my husband does not get up and expect to find the same woman that walked down the aisle to him four months pregnant when he married me 30-some years ago. 
He does not expect that woman to be uh, in his life today. If I have not changed and gotten any better, my husband has a problem. He needs to call Houston. Houston, there's a problem. Mm. Because I know that he would not want to be, he might want to be married to a 28 year old, but not the woman I was at 28. Mm. And it's the same thing in God. You, you take on the Lord Jesus Christ and you, you have not changed. Something is wrong. There has not been an exchange. Because when we take him on, he says, okay, give me your unrighteousness, Lorraine. And I'll give you my righteousness. There is an exchange that takes place. So I would, I would even go this far. It is impossible to stay the same and say you know God. That's right. It is impossible. It is impossible to stay the same and become a married woman. Mm. Once I married my husband, I could not remain. The, the, my mind could not stay as a single, single woman. I could not wear the things I wore as a single woman when I when I got married to my husband because that was Uh-oh. going to be unacceptable to him. Mm-hmm. When we first got married, he was getting ready to go to work and uh he had on he had on something and I say, "What do you want?" <laughs> he said, "I'm going to work." <laughs> I said, "You might go to work, but you ain't wearing that." <laughs> that was unacceptable to me. Because I didn't want other women looking upon my husband and getting no bright ideas. Mm-hmm. So things have to change. When you, when you make a change in your life, there has to be some type of evidence that that change has occurred. If you eat a meal and that meal does not satisfy your appetite, something wrong. Mm-hmm. Something is wrong. Maybe you didn't eat enough or something, but you got to do something to create some change in your life. And I implore you, let that, let that something be realizing you've, you've come to the end of yourself and you need something greater than you in order to be able to change from where you are to where you need to be. Amen. The rest of that scripture goes on to say, if we love, if we love one another, now see, this is um, this 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 part of the scripture here is is qualifying if we have ever accepted the greater one as our savior. Mm. Because if you accept him, loving one another is part of it. Oh. God dwelleth in us. If you love one another, God dwelleth in us. Meaning, that's proof of him coming in, and his love is perfected in us. It didn't say you were going to become perfect. It says God's love will be perfected in you, meaning God's love. If we if we thrive, if we put it to work, thank you, Holy Ghost. If we put God's love to work in loving one another, then we'll grow in that area. That's right. You won't be a midget in that area. You won't continue to be short in that area. Mm-hmm. Things will change for you. Pastor Chris, look right. at 12 and see what you see. No one has ever glazed or upon the fullness of God's splendor. Here's the key word. But if we love one Mm -hmm. another, 
Yes. God makes his permanent home in us. That's good. And we make our permanent home in him and his love. Not Pookie's love, not JJ's love. His love is brought to its full expression in us. So, you gotta go back to your first love. And who is that? Jesus Christ. He's your first love. So, when you mm-hmm. get that down, yeah. this is when all, everything else comes into play. So, right. if you have a problem loving, guess what? God's got your back. If you got a yeah. attitude problem, you nasty and mm-hmm. mean, God's yep. got you. See, you have to give up yourself, which is the hardest thing for humans to do. But right. it says right here, if we just love one another, we can just have a taste of mm-hmm. who he is, an expression of who he is. Stop and right there, Pastor Chris. Move. Don't go no further. Yeah. Don't you put your foot down. Don't you put your uh-huh. foot down. You said uh-huh. if we could have a taste. Is a taste mm-hmm. all you need? Oh, taste to see God. that the Lord is good. You That's only right. need a taste. That's why the That's enemy right. tries to prevent us from getting a taste. Because he knows mm-hmm. we ever taste God. We're going to stay right. with him. That's all right. Oh, taste and see. Oh, taste and see. That's all we got to do is taste. And you know what? Too many times, though, Pastor Chris, we think we can try God. God is not experimental. He does not allow us to just experiment with him. He didn't say, try me. He said, trust me, and I'll Mm. show you. We don't want to. We don't want to trust him. We We want to sample him and feel like, uh, this don't work. Yes, we want to. We want to. We want to just uh, tiptoe through the tulip, and we don't want to make a full commitment. We just want. You know what? Thank you, Holy Ghost. He just told me, Pastor Chris, we want to date God. We don't want to get married. Uh oh. Yeah, we want to date him. Take me out Some on a us. date. Some of us just want to have a one night stand. Uh oh. One night stand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one night stand. We don't want the commitment. Yeah. We just want. We, don't want we no just commitment. want some of the cake. No, no. We, yeah. we just you can call we want the me. benefit. Yes, we we, we gonna have we yeah, gonna we be want friends the with mm-hmm. benefits. Yeah, we don't. You want know the that's commitment. what they call it now. We used to call oh, yeah. it dating and courting, but now they call uh-huh. it uh, friends with benefits. Yeah, I call it a fool with a wet behind. <laughs> that's what I call it. <laughs> that's what that's I call true. it. <laughs> because at the end of the day, if you ain't got nothing to show for the activities that you've done is a broken heart, then you need to go back to the drawing board and figure out what is it you need to do to change in your life so that you can have fulfillment. Because God never, in, it is not God's best for us to walk around unfulfilled. Walk around not knowing who we are and in whom we put our trust. There are too many of us that say, I know the Lord. He heard my cry, but they keep crying. If he heard your cry, he didn't do nothing about it. Mm-hmm. 
the one that I met on the road to Damascus that knocked me off of my horse, he knocked me off my horse so that I can get back up and be able to ride my horse. But the one that I met on Damascus Road, he didn't leave me like he found me. He found me messed up, but he picked me up and he placed his love in my heart. Yes, the love of God placed in my heart was a painful process, but it was a necessary process. It's like when we go to the doctor and we are sick and the doctor says, this is going to hurt, but I got to do it in order to reset your leg. I've got to give you this shot in order to numb the pain so that I can stitch you up. It's necessary. I've got to give you a pain of blood. I've got to, I got to lance this boil because I've got to get this core out so that the healing process can begin. I've got to ex- extract this too because it's decayed. So that's how love is. Love is a necessary thing in the life of the believer. And if we're not operating out of love, Pastor Chris, we're not operating at all. That's right. Because love is the qualifier for salvation. It started with love, and it will end with love. That's right. Love will lay you down, but love will pick you up. Mm -hmm. So if we're going through life... And we, we want to do everything but love, you're wasting your time. You're wasting your time. You may as well go play bingo. You might win $50. <laughs> and I'm not sending you to sin. I'm just telling you, you're wasting your time. That's right. And if you don't sit down somewhere and look back over your own life, because I'm responsible for my life. I shade the ground I walk on. Nobody else's shadow come and shade for me. I shade the ground I walk on, so I'm responsible for my own life. A a brother of mine used to sing a song back in Michigan. He said, nobody fought but mine. He said, if I die and I go to hell, it ain't nobody fault but mine. He said, if I fail to read my Bible, it ain't nobody's fault but mine. That's right. So when do we take responsibility for where we are and what we're doing? Mm. Are we going to continue to wait on somebody else to make a whole cake, to cook it, to spoon feed us? Are we going to get up and do something about our own situation? Mm. That young man said, I want God to take my life. I have to go back to that because that was that was big to me. I want God to take my life. I'm too coward to, to commit suicide. He was waiting on God to do something that God ain't ain't inv- God is not involved in suicide. That's not of God. So for that person that's sitting there that's pondering ending your life, that's not God. Some people speak on whether you go to heaven or hell if you take commit suicide. I don't know. I don't know. I, I have my personal belief, but you don't need to hear my personal belief. You need to hear me when I say suicide is not your answer. Surrender is your answer. It starts with an S, but you got the wrong S. You think it's suicide, but it's surrender. 
is throwing up your hands and saying, you know what, Lord, I really have messed my life up. And I really do want to see it end today. But instead of it ending today, could it start today? Another S. Surrender. Start. Not suicide. Stagnate. Stipend. So it's a play of words. And don't leave out the other one, Satan. Satan. And don't leave out the one, the other word, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Uh, hey, it's like the people on Facebook say, I can't make this up. It is what it is. It's, it's how it happened for me. The enemy came to take my life. And I felt like at the time when he came to get it, Pastor Chris, that it was a good idea. But then the Spirit of God says, there's another way. There is another way. The Scripture said there's a way that seems right to a man. But at the end of that way is death and destruction. The Bible also said there's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new. Everything that you're going through, God says, I've already provided a way of escape from that thing. You don't have to try and end your life because you feel like, you don't have any place else to go. There is a ram in the bush. But you won't, we won't see him unless we surrender and say, Lord, can you help me? And then he'll show you the exit door. That's right. It's been there all the time. But because we've gotten ourselves so caught up in what I want to do or what I feel like I have to do, we don't even see. We have eyes, but we don't see. Mm-hmm. So, Mr. or Miss, today, Cry out to God for help. And he will not leave you the way he finds you. I guarantee you that's the truth by everything in me. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day, oh God. We thank you for your love and we thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. We thank you, Father God, for each person that's listening to us on today. We thank you, Lord God, that you still have a purpose and a plan for each one of our lives. And, Lord, we come on behalf of those who feel like their backs are against the wall and they don't know where to go. We pray for them that they will cry out to you and that you will show them that door. We pray for those that are sick and shut in, especially Miss Lucille. We pray, Father God, for her comfort. We pray, Father God, for her healing. We pray, Father God, for her very life. And we thank you for it. We ask God that you will continue to bless Miss Dorothy, Miss Eartha, and Miss Ella, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for long life. And we thank you, Father, that you have blessed them, that they are able to uh, maintain good livelihoods, that they have good people in their lives that take care of them. We pray for their caretakers on today. We pray that you will continue to bless their caretakers. We thank you for the loving hearts of their daughters to take their moms and to do the things that they do, to take care of them the way that they take care of them. We pray, Father, that they go lacking in nothing because of their commitment. We pray, Father, for those that are lost and don't know who you are. We pray that your word will reach their heart and will benefit them in the area of salvation. We pray, Father, for those that are bereaved. Bereavement is all over the world. Bad news is all over the world. What this world needs now, Lord, is a little more love, exercise, 
Because you've given us everything we need to live. We're just not exercising. Help us, oh God, to go from where we are so that we can go to where, you, where you're taking us in you. That when we walk in the room, because we are men and women of righteousness, even our shadows will begin to affect people's lives in a positive way. Father, those that are in the uh, Florida devastation and those that are in the, I believe it's Massachusetts devastation, Father, we pray for the families of these people. Devastation all over the world, that man and woman who kept their four-year-old child in the freezer deceased for two years, we pray for the families involved in that. We pray for the man and woman who took their two-year-old child's life. We pray for the families, Lord God. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, those people that are feeling hopeless on today, that don't know what to do, that young man, Father God, that said that he wanted you to take his life, we lift him up to you today. And we're praying for him to walk in newness of life and to come on the buffet one day and to speak about I once was, but now I'm saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of newness of life. Bless every church, oh God, that's open in your name. Bless every church that's open serving the people. Bless every church, oh God, that's giving you glory, honor, and praise because you truly do it all. Continue to bless this station, oh God. Bless the nominations that we have. Lord, let your will be done. Father, the things that the enemy meant to harm us, Lord, bring it and turn it around for our good. Bless marriages all over the world. In Jesus' mighty name. And we thank you for it now. Amen and amen. Amen. Pastor Chris, yes, this ma'am. has been an amazing day. This has been an awesome day uh, speaking on the God and how God wants to uh, just uproot everything in us that have caused us to doubt and look away from his plan. Uh, as you uh, give your takeaway on today, when you're done, uh, if you have time, play us a song out. If not, just say, see you later. But the rest of this is on you. You can give your takeaway at this time. Amen. Well, we got to give God thanks. For everything that he has done When you allow God To be a part of who you are I guarantee you He will change every facet of your being We have to allow him to do so And if we continue to do it our way It's not going to work Think about it When you have mama tell you Okay, you want to go down the road of the school of hard knocks. Well, I ended up getting a double doctorate in that area, but it cost me something. <laughs> it, it cost me and delayed me my destiny with Jesus Christ because I wanted to do it my way. When will you get tired? Ask yourself that question. I don't care how much school you've gone to. I don't care how many degrees are on your wall. None of that will fulfill your heart. None of that will allow you to love others without surrendering your religion and develop a relationship with Jesus Christ. So that's my closing statement. I just wanted to give a shout out to 
Saturdays for Fett, Sis Lorraine Blount, and Roberta Jones. They were nominated for this year's 2021 Spin Awards for two categories. Yeah, you heard it. Two. Best radio show. And best radio show with two or more hosts. Just saying. Look at our Facebook page. If you don't have it already, go to Facebook, like our page, or go to our website, www.tpvradionetwork.com. We will have everything posted with the voting. Voting starts in two days, but we will keep you posted. So please like our page. We will keep you posted. Facebook at TPV Radio. Just give us a thumbs up. Follow us or go to our website. Subscribe to that. TPVRadioNetwork.com and follow us with that. The website will be updated by the 5th and you can get all of the information of how to vote. So that's my spiel. So again, God bless you all. We will see you next week and hopefully we'll be full force. The kitchen will be in the building, and we see you next time. Same time, same place. Saturday's buffet. Pastor Chris, Sister Lorraine Brown, on behalf of Roberta Jones, we love you. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Central Texas. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.